listening to The Kelly Slusher Show with your host, Kelly Slusher. Well, hello. Well, hello, my new friends and my old friends and everyone who has joined me for episode 23. Ooh, so excited. Episode 23. And if you have not heard my latest, the last episode, my brother um, was on there and I interviewed him. We had basically, we had a conversation and uh, it was really funny and you should check it out. Definitely worth listening to because he's hilarious and he just has really good stories um, that he tells me about. <laughs> His experiences are just funny. So I just recently flew in to see my family in, in Mesa, and I flew back, you know, of course, back and forth, round trip. And before that, I was planning on driving. I like to do road trips, preferably over flying. I actually don't mind flying. It's getting to the airplane that I don't like. But, um, so, but because I, I, I just, okay, I, I thought I was going to drive. So I was like, oh, it's okay. I was on YouTube and I saw a suggested video, which was how Leonard Skinner banned. They died in a plane crash. So I, I watched some of it cause I was kind of curious about it and I was like, okay, this is horrible. So then because I watched that YouTube started suggesting all these plane crashes <laughs> and I was like, whoa what happened to flight 103 you know like whatever that was and then like what they got ripped out of the chair so I watched that something horrible you know like rare probably never will happen again and then some other ones I had watched thinking oh I'm not gonna fly for you know who knows when I'll even fly that's fine so I was like when I realized I was gonna fly to to Mesa I was like dang it why did I watch those yeah I shouldn't have watched those yeah should have watched those plane crash videos. But let me tell you, the worst, I, I flew on the busiest day of the year. And I, when I booked my ticket, I didn't realize it was last minute. And the way my schedule worked out, I needed, that's, that was the day that I wanted to fly out. And then I had like five days there and flew back. And, um, okay, it was, it wasn't so bad, but it's because I booked it at like a really early time of the day. But it's like on the way back, it was it was really hectic. The worst part about flying is like you walk into the airport and it's like anxiety <laughs> because it's not just you're not just kind of anxious. Like you could be kind of whatever. I know I'm going to get on my flight. This could be like a straight flight through. I don't have to like change planes or I don't know where I'm going. Like that will give me, I'm sure, plenty of people anxiety because you don't want to miss your flight, you know, stuff like that. But I was pretty chill about knowing where I was going and it wasn't going to be a big deal. But right when you get to the airport, it's like nervous energy and it's not you. It's everybody, you know, it's just like, it's just this (laughs) building, huge building of just like stress, you know, people just got to fly. So no matter what it's, you know, and the worst is when you get to the TSA, because it's like, okay, this is going to suck. You know, is this going to, I'm pretty sure this is going to suck. Yep. Just get in the line. Oh, I can't wait to just line up to just be treated like cattle. And, you know, and they always change the rules. Like sometimes, like when I was flying on Thanksgiving, they're like, okay, everyone, no, keep, keep all your shoes on, put everything in the, the bins. Don't take anything out. Okay. 
cool, but then I had metal on my boots, so they had to, like, you know, I set off the thing, so then I had to put my boots. I had to take my shoes off anyway. So, okay, and then on my way back, it was like, okay, uh, iPads have their own container, shoes off, you know, and they, they get every single time they have a specific that I've noticed, there's always something different that they want to do, they want you to do. And not everyone in the lines get it, you know, like, I don't know where they're at. It's like the people when you're sitting at the stoplight and, the, and it's green, it's like, that's green. That means you put your foot on the gas pedal and you move forward. That's right. So those people that sit, hesitate, I don't know, maybe they're just looking at their phones, but like the, the hesitation. So you just like, if you've got uh, compacted all these people, different levels of intelligence and awareness. And I can't imagine somebody with five kids going through that. I would be like, you would just have to not care. Because you, you know, like all these requirements that you have to do, and oh my gosh! And so once, but once you get through the TSA and you you get your stuff, you're like, ah. Oh. For me, at least, I'm like, okay, okay. Because oh. <laughs> it's the worst. I think it's the worst part. You know, now it's like, ah, oh. okay. So I like to fly Southwest. That's kind of like I don't know. One of my, I, it's my comfort. Um, airplane it's always good anyway but that you can sit anywhere there's no first class you know you you pay a little bit extra and you can yeah, do like the earlier boarding which I like to do so you can pick your seat um, anyway so if you sit up you know you, you're one through the a1 through 15 or 1 through 30 you might actually be able to get in the front of the plane a little bit too close for, for comfort. I don't like to be like right there, but I think I was on like row five the first time enough where I could like lean over and I imagined like the, I could see inside of the cockpit where the pilot was flying. And so that I had this imagination, how funny it would be. I was cracking myself up. If like, he's like, okay, everybody, <laughs> everyone, he turns around and he's just like, okay, everyone, you're just in your plane. You go, hey, everyone, just get, sit, sit back, relax and let's do this. And he like starts the plane like, <laughs> I'll get a sample like this. And then he kind of like gives like a, the, the two finger nod like, you know, and then he closes the door and then we're off. That'd be really cool. That'd make me feel really cozy and comfortable. And if you're enjoying The Kelly Slusher Show, please give me a five-star rating and review. Follow me on Instagram and subscribe to me on YouTube, both under The Kelly Slusher Show. Anyway, I'm glad to be back. I don't want to do that again for a while. I'm going to do road trips and stay yet. Um... Oh, and I also wanted to mention the previous episode 21 I had talked about. I was talking smack. And a lot of times I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm generally just joking, exaggerating. If I think something's silly, you know, it's always, what is it, tongue in cheek or whatever. It's never 
I'm probably kidding a lot, which I which I was about the luggage with the four wheels. So I was like, you know, mad talking about talking smack about like people with the luggage with four wheels. You only need two wheels. But the thing is, I noticed about 70% of people at the airport this time had the four wheels. And I was like, oh, man, I dislike 70% of the population <laughs> with the four wheels. But I still don't get it. Like, I'm still going to keep my two wheels. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, but I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, well, a lot of people do the four-wheel luggage thing, and I just, you know, I just just totally just made fun of it. But it was just kind of funny. Um, oh, oh, and the other thing that happened, this, uh, I love this. Okay, I love this comedian, Brian Regan. He's just funny. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's been around for a long time. He's a clean comedian, so he's kind of goofy. You know, it's kind of like dad, a dad comedian probably. I don't know, I guess, you know, keeping it clean. I guess there's a lot of those guys. Um, anyway, but he's funny, and um, he does this YouTube thing where like he'll say the wrong things, and he made this in his, one of his jokes. So my uncle, I was at my aunt and uncle's house, and I gave my uncle a hug, and he's like, "Had to have a good trip," and I was like, "You too." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I mean, you too." The next time you're taking a trip, make sure you have a good trip. <laughs> It was just funny, and I was just, like, really kind of happy that I accidentally did a Brian Regan joke. And then I corrected myself how Brian Regan would correct himself, and no one got my joke. They just thought I was a fool. Um, but, oh, I actually had this other thought. What if... Okay, totally changing the subject now. And um, it's just silly. Me and my sister made a charcuterie board when I was at her house and we like decked it out and cut all the meats and the cheeses and put all the stuff that we could on there. And then we sat by the pool, cause it's Arizona, you can sit by the pool, but not in a bathing suit cause it's still kind of chilly. And for some reason I've made jokes about charcuterie boards before. Cause it's funny cause it's so trendy now. You gotta have your charcuterie board. Oh, you can have it anyway. You can, you can have a dessert charcuterie board. You can, um, you know, I went to this party and um, I brought a charcuterie board. Well, the thing is, I had to take it into my car. So I put my charcuterie board in the side seat. And I was really worried about my charcuterie board. I was just driving down the street. And then I had to make a quick stop. And, oh, luckily the charcuterie board didn't move at all. And all of the meats and cheeses were still arranged on theirs perfectly. And then I went to a party. And um, I already did this joke, actually. <laughs> I think I'm repeating myself. Um, oh, and then I went to a party, and I grabbed the charcuterie board out of the back seat. And I was, as I was walking in um, to the party with my charcuterie board, I knocked the door, and uh, they, he noticed that I was holding my charcuterie board. And then I walked inside, and I placed my charcuterie board with all the other charcuterie boards. Yeah, I already made that joke because it's just so funny. People like to say it or something. Okay, so the funny thing is, is that back in the 70s, because you know, you guys, if you've been listening to me for any amount, length of time, you know that I like to look at vintage cookbooks and get a, a real it's a real kick in the pants anyway they um they like they, so the, so charcuterie is not it's not new it just means meat and cheese but it's not a new thing it's just the name became a thing to say you know to call it that and so my mom is like well isn't that just a smorgasbord <laughs> it is and so i looked it up I have a, a recipe. It's for a smorgasbord. It's the same thing. She's like, why don't you just take meats and some, why don't you just take some cheese and some salami and call it a smorgasbord? <laughs> and I was love, I was like, I'd love to walk into some, you know, restaurant, some winery and just be like, do you guys, oh, I love, oh, I see you've got some appetizers. Oh, you got a cheese board. Oh, 
I see, oh, do you guys have a smorgasbord? They'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, lots of meats and cheeses and things that you put on there. Oh, you mean the charcuterie? Uh, no, we, we call it smorgasbord. Hey, hey, my phone's like going bling bling. Stop it, stop, I usually silence my phone. Silence it. I put a silencer on my phone and then I stick it in another silencing bag. And then that bag, I stick that bag in another bag. And then in that bag, I stick that bag in another bag. And then I put it in another room. And then I take that door and I close it. And then I put another door upon that door and another door. So you never hear my phone. I, I'm definitely secure about it. Anyway, um, okay, so I thought it'd be really funny if there was a charcuterie board drive-through because that would make no sense yeah can I get a uh, can I get the dessert charcuterie board and then can I get uh, just your regular charcuterie board would you like to supersize that and then it's like so big it's like so big that you have to put it on the fat you like you have to have a flatbed truck to take it home because it's the like extra large charcuterie board it's like you know really big <laughs> What are you, Kelly? Are you like 10? Was your humor like, are you 10 years old? Um, must be, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely can hang out with kids and go into like a uh, fun little um, imagination world. Ooh, ooh, imagination world. So I was thinking about gingerbread and I didn't, I mentioned this on my uh, previous episode of the one before last about like, why do they call it gingerbread men and all that stuff? So, tis the season, tis the season to talk about Christmas songs. I mean, tis the season to talk about um, Christmassy stuff because you know what? Um, it's all about what's happening right now in the world. Currently, it's current. I come at you current. It's like live. That's what's going on. It's Christmas time. So, I looked it up, and this is a, a fairy tale. It comes from a fairy tale. Maybe y'all know about this, but maybe you forgot about it. But, um, like what is gingerbread why do they call it gingerbread when it's a cookie so basically it's the story of a woman a couple the couple was lonely they lived in a village with no children of their own they were forced to live out their days and nights in solitude it was one of those nights that an idea occurred to the woman she would make a boy out of a gingerbread if she couldn't have a son this was the next best thing as she pulled her creation out of the oven however the boy or man, which is in quotes, as it is often called, jumped from the pan and fled the cabin. The woman and her husband chased after the humanoid dessert to no avail. As he ran, the gingerbread man happily sang a song, run, run, and <laughs> run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. First, the man passed a cow. Mmm, ooh, look delicious, said the cow. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man, the man sang as he easily outran the cow. Next, he came upon an owl. Who, who, who are you? I'm hungry, the owl said. Again, the gingerbread man sang a song. Finally, he met a fox. The cookie was prepared to mock the cunning creature like he had his two slow friends. I don't understand that. But to the ginger man's surprise, the fox wasn't interested. I don't know what the cow and the owl are talking about, the fox said. You don't look like you taste good at all. The man stood in front of the animal in stunned silence. Before he could formulate a reply, though, the fox grabbed him up in one swift motion. So, it goes on to say, and this is the creepy part. So basically, 
then it says here the story is like the original story also features a slightly more grisly ending as the fox ate the gingerbread man limb by limb he cried i'm a quarter gun i'm half gun i'm three quarters gun i'm all gone so that's creepy so that's where the gingerbread man comes from so are we all the fox i mean what what is that you know is that is that Oh, I'm baking this little gingerbread. I'm not gonna eat you. You don't even look like you could taste good. You don't look like you taste good at all. And then I looked even more into it, and uh, basically, the gingerbread itself is—it's pretty amazing, actually. So, have you ever been hanging out with somebody, and maybe you don't know them very well, they're maybe a friend of a friend, or you're just all hanging out with them, and, oh, what did you major in? And they're like, English, or literature, or what is it, the other one? Oh, and I met someone who is a speech therapist lady, and anytime I meet those kind of people, I'm like, you must think that I talk reels weird when I was talking because I know that there's things I say that aren't correct. So I'm thinking they hear me now as like this hillbilly because I know and I was not going to let this uh, stop me from doing a podcast that I don't always say the correct grammar. And I think a lot of people, you know, there's plenty of people like that, but I just don't. And you know what? I do it better. I just do. I do it better. Anyway, um, what I want to say is, what about paper jam? Like a paper jam. That's like paper jam. Um, can you please pass the jam? The paper jam? Oh yes, I made this the other day. I almost want to like make that product just because it would be like you know, one of those things you'd see in the store, like, oh, look how cute, it's paper jam, but it's actually strawberry jam. Get it? Paper jam. It's not Jimmy to jam. So I was in the store the other day, and it was a store that has a huge bulk section, which I would say would be the ultimate party for someone who liked to smoke a lot of weed and you have the munchies. You go to that store. It's probably, I'm sure people do. It's a kind of popular store. So anyway, this is the thing. I was at the bulk section trying to decide what I was gonna get. And I looked down and these two little boys, they're about five or six, put, they both had a gummy bear in their hands and one of them like opened the lid and stuck the gummy bear back in the bin. And then the little other brother runs over and does that to his and I said, don't put those back. <laughs> I was like talking to the kids. I was like, you didn't put those back, gross. And they just like looked at me like, okay, uh, you're not our mom. But I'm like, no, it's not about mothering you. It's just like if anyone I saw that would do that, I would have to say, don't put that back in there. You take it out of the bin, it stays out of the bin. So then it got me thinking, I'm not going to do bulk. <laughs> okay, so this is the other thing. So on the thing, it says, please ask for assistance if you want a sample. You know, but I always see people grazing, you know, like mm, I can have just one. Um, I don't personally do that. I don't think it's right. Maybe it's my upbringing of being of having a strict parent. But I, at the same time, I think it's you're basically stealing. Just saying. Anyway, why is it not different? Do you reach? You know what I mean. So, anyway, um, can you imagine? Like, 
oh, I want to sample that pecan shoe. And you'd like chase down like a store member. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, I, I see you're going that way, but I'd like to sample a pecan shoe in the uh, bulk section. I know it's across the way, but can you help me with this? Would they, I mean, is that really what they think you're going to do? Pardon me, pardon me, ma'am. I know you got these 10 customers here, but I would like to try the, the peanut stretchers. I've never heard of them. And I just, I, it says, please ask for assistance. And I'm thinking about getting a small bag of it if I do. What would they do? Okay, ma'am. So they'd come over, they'd like hold your hand out and then they'd put it in my hand and you'd say, thanks. And they'll be like, you're the only person that's ever followed the real instructions and what's wrong with you? No. It's true, true story. I'm not even exaggerating any of that. Okay, one more thing. This is something, I, I was I was at the stoplight. I look over, I see this woman, she's walking down the street, she's got a dog. She's having a full conversation with somebody who's not there. But you can just say, oh yeah, you're talking like this, and oh here you're talking, and just, you know, hand motions, as if someone's walking next to her. And I've seen this before, and I think, you know, there really could be someone walking next to her that we don't see, because like ghosts and things like that, like paranormal. You know what I mean? Like, it literally, like, what are they seeing then? What are they seeing? They're talking to something, someone. They see it. We just don't. So when I lived in, like, you know, cities and stuff, like bigger cities, and I ride buses and stuff, and let's say I would have a conversation with somebody on the bus, I, oh, I used to get this paranoid feeling like, what if they're not really sitting there and I'm talking to myself and I'm one of those people, they're like, oh, crazy lady talking to nobody. No, you know what I mean? So I kind of, sometimes I would just be like, is this, <laughs> I'd get a little like paranoid, like, what if it's a ghost? And I'm like talking to them and they're like, crazy lady on the bus. You know, they don't know they're crazy because they think they're actually talking to somebody, but that somebody's invisible. It's just something to think about. So I was helping some friends who live in this hoity-toity neighborhood. It's a HOA, and it, it's it's very specific. Only certain people live there um, just because it's kind of a smaller neighborhood, but it's... Anyway, I don't want to say where it is. But... Um, Anyway, I'm helping them clean out their garage. They need they need help. They're just, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they need assistance. I'm really good at organizing and stuff. So anyway, I'm there and the garage is open and people keep walking by. And one lady who's the neighbor's daughter keeps, you know, she's popped her head in quite a few times. And um, she's just really out of touch. And, you know, I don't know what world she's living in. But apparently there are these people that don't really understand what the real world is like. Like real world meaning like a lot of people who really do struggle, you know, like to make ends meet. It's, it's you know, it's hard for a lot of people. There are some people that, that are fine, but there are, there's a large group of people. There's a lot of people who have struggled. And so she's like... She says something about because there was like their their paper section and the you know all the paper products and stuff and she's like oh you mean she goes who wouldn't oh it looks like you're getting low on toilet paper you better make that Costco run I mean during the pandemic who would who didn't have like their whole 250 pack from Costco who didn't have their Costco toilet paper. 
don't even know why at all it was a problem. Who didn't have that? Um, I can tell you who. That guy living in his van. <laughs> um, the, the tents. Have you seen the tents? The tents in the cities? Do you think those people just have, like, you know, infinite supply at Costco? I, I just can't imagine who. The people living on the streets. <laughs> the people barely surviving. People living in their cars. Hello. I don't know, like the single mom who has five kids who lives paycheck to paycheck. Uh, people who uh, have fixed incomes. Uh, elderly people who can only afford a little bit each month. Um, I can go on and on. Uh, college students, um, people that just uh, don't have a ton of money to go invest in like a Costco card or even go to Costco. You know, it's a privilege. So that's who, lady. That's who. And on another side note, this other lady came up and she's like, well, I, I just had an ashwagandha trip. I just went on an ashwagandha trip last night. I took half a pill and I was just hallucinating and seeing all this, all these ghosts and just, I was just laying in bed like, woohoo. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Ashwagandha, if you know what it is, if you don't know what it is, it's an herb and it's very therapy. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing, but I've never heard of anyone having a psychedelic freak out from ashwagandha. Oh my gosh. And then I, I chimed in. She didn't care about my opinion, but I said, well, you're probably having, you're probably detoxing because I think that's probably what that was. I don't think that there's any psychedelic qualities to ashwagandha. I think I'm going to have more stories from that area because <laughs> it's just, I I come from such a different perspective. And then to hear these people come in with their like silly stories, they're like, you're out of touch, you're out of touch, you're out of touch. It's freaking perfect. It's the silent podcast. Hi, it's Kelly Slusher. Welcome to my silent podcast. And it begins now. And it's just quiet. And you can like hear me like move around a little bit. Like you hear my chair. You might hear some. You know, it's like you're here, we're, you're hanging out with me. And it goes for half an hour. And then towards, you know, and then I pop on after 30 minutes. You've been listening to the silent podcast. The only podcast that brings you absolute silence with the occasional sound. Anyway, it's time for me to end this podcast.